always surround me. Hey, everybody. Let's crank that down. We're getting in. What are we doing here on a Tuesday, mate? What are we doing here on a Tuesday? Hold on. Let me get myself set up. How the devil are you? Welcome to the Gentleman's Talk on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, mate. <laughs> yes, I am here on a Tuesday. Why am I here on a Tuesday? Do you know what? It's one of those ones where the podcast is is a beautiful thing and, and I want to keep it a beautiful thing for me. Um, and that might sound selfish, but I want to do it when I enjoy it. Like, you know, I didn't do one for like 10 days. Um, I wasn't really in the mood. I was doing other things, work commitments, family commitments. And um, I don't know, it just, when I get the feeling to do a podcast, I find it's more enjoyable. If it's if it's in the moment where it's a negative, I'm feeling a bit negative, then it helps me, um, it helps me to do less procrastinating about it, less, less you know, com more compartmentalization of the problems. It helps me to process things. And ultimately, you know, when I get good news story, so to speak, or something I'm really passionate about, I want to jump on board and I want to share it with you because that is the importance of uh, mental health. Um, the, the, the easiest thing, and the, this is going to be a bit of a, I don't know, it's going to sound like a bit of a somber um, a podcast because there's going to be a lot of negativity but the reason I'm going to do this podcast is number one it's been sat in my brain for a little while it's been sat in there festering away manifesting eating away at the internal mechanisms of my brain <laughs> said that with passion uh, and I just want to share it I just want to share it now um, one of my friends, a very good friend of mine, um, I said, you know, like me, I, like I've always said, I nurture the right people around me um, I, I, and I look after the right people around me. And my friend's reached out to me recently um, and he's gone through a bit of a difficult spell. Um, I've mentioned it previously in a podcast that um, he's lost one of his um, or his son has lost a mentor, a, a, a gentleman that um, unfortunately took his own life. Uh, suicide. Um, they, there is parameters around that um, to do with his mental health, um, and you know he has now got a bit more of that information. It was his son's mentor, so they were quite close in terms of the family. He didn't really, the dad didn't really know him much. The guy that I'm talking to, the the, the guy that's my friend, but his son did obviously, and that's impacted him a little bit. Um, and in fact, actually, quite a lot actually, to be fair. And, and like it really, the thing is, it's it's naturally going to, it's naturally going to impact you. Somebody's committed suicide um, for a mental health issue men's mental health is still at the forefront of the 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 highest suicide rates um that have been that have been recorded it is literally it's it's through the roof at the moment um and that's not taken away from other uh, genders etc but what i'm saying is this isn't about a gender this is about or or uh, other other <laughs> issues that are going on in the world this is men's mental health this is the crux of it. This is the importance. This is the passion. This is what drives me, is the men's mental health. Because I have been on that receiving end. I have felt that wrath of mental health depression. I have felt to the core that I don't want to no longer be here. I have tried to no longer be here. That is the level. And I, I fortunately have managed to to avoid the, that that that. <laughs> What's the way to say it? That that permanent re that permanent solution to a temporary problem, you know. And why I say that, and that's how I'm not I'm not undermining mental health when I say that kind of phrase. What I'm saying is, it's temporary. 
we can work on something if it's temporary. We can help deal with it if it's temporary. The permanent solution that you take, if you take that route, I, I cannot, nobody cannot undo that. That is permanent. If you choose to commit suicide, that is permanent. There is nothing, there's no coming back from that. Your temporary mental health problem, and I say temporary because temporary is open-ended. How long's a piece of string? Temporary is a definition of what your temporary is. I think I have temporary mental health issues. I don't believe that, that I don't acknowledge that, that they're going to consume me for the rest of my life. I'm going to actively work. But my friend who reached out to me said it's hit him quite hard. And I can feel why it's hit him quite hard because he himself, um, and hopefully he won't object to me mentioning this, but this is the whole open and honesty thing. He has felt his own depression. He has had to switch off recently from social media. He's now got his son who doesn't understand why somebody's committed suicide, that he's obviously he's his mentor. So there would have been a close relationship there. He would have been nurturing his son into a profession because that's what it was linked to. And all of a sudden, this guy, for no reason, on face value, it looks like for no reason, has decided to end his life and left a wake an absolute wake of, uh, of, of misery behind him. And then we sit there and we say, how selfish is he? How selfish was he? Because that's what people say. If someone commits suicide, how selfish was he? Look what he's left behind. I've heard that. Look what he's left behind. His fucking family, his, his wife, his husband, his, his kids, whatever. His, his mum, his dad, his brother, his sister. He's left them behind. What a wanker. He was inconsiderate. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was desperate. He was in despair. He was conforming to the stigma that is surrounding men in this real world. He was performing like every single man has to do. Perform, perform, perform. Turn up, perform. Be a dad. Be a husband. Be a brother. Be an employee. Be a, be a better boss. Get more money. Do the DIY. Fix the car. We do all of that. So no, he's not selfish. There is an element of... The, the reason I'm talking about this and, and the reason I'm drawn to talking about this is because it resonates with me. And I want to beat that fucking drum. I want to beat the drum about this. I want to continue the drive. I want to continue spreading the word. This needs to stop. We need to do our bit. And this is where, so I sent him a message. I said, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel sorrow, but there's nothing that I don't think you could have done. Indirectly, not, not knowing he wasn't part of, physically part of, you know, his friendship group, so I'm led to believe but it's affected him like it would because he's been through his own troubles. Just like it's affected me to the point where I was on my reflection walk talking about this to him. And I came straight back and went, today's the day. I want to talk about this. I feel the passion. I feel the timing is right to spread the word about this. I have, I want to use his situation to raise awareness. Because it's okay me sit there talking about my experiences and go, God, look at me, James. This isn't about this. This is the bigger picture. This is me stepping back, taking a holistic view and offering some sort of advice of what we can do. 
yes, it's very sad he's no longer with us, but he's chosen that permanent path. There's nothing we can do about that. There's nothing. We can't beat, we can't dwell on that. We can't, we can't manifest that difficulty and that negativity because we just can't. Because you're trying to resolve an issue in your brain and manifest it to resolution, but you'll never understand. Until and, and, and I say this, and I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way, and I don't want anyone to think that they need to do this. But until you physically experienced the under the sorry, the overwhelming sensation to no longer be here, no matter what's around you. I remember walking out the front door at two o'clock in the morning with pills and a bottle of alcohol, leaving my dogs, my children and my wife behind, going, I don't want to be here. There was no fucking second thoughts about tomorrow. There was no second thoughts about friendships, loved ones, family, my dad losing a son, my brother and sister losing a brother, my wife losing a husband, my children losing a father. There was nothing in that. I did not think about that. Which is why there is nothing you can do when somebody's in that mindset. If somebody had phoned me up and said, James, don't do this, you're okay, I still would have walked, I still would have done that. Because that's my mentality at the time. I'm in a dark place. I'm in a somber place. Something has affected me to the point of no return. The only physical way that you could have pre prevented that from happening was two ways. Either I stop, which I did, and I've made myself sick. Either I stop, or somebody physically comes to my location to stop me. Because when you're in that overwhelming place... It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, what you say, how you say it. That person is committed to his decision because he doesn't want to live the life he is currently living. There is nothing you can do about that. However, what we can do, what we will do, what we are doing is beating the drum and making the change. I'm here to lead and work and commit myself to raising the awareness that men need to live their lives. They need to pull themselves up and out. They need to work. They need to nurture the right people around it. And this isn't a case of man up. This is a case of you need to show your commitment. You need to... The, the only solace that I could offer was... Looking at it from a different perspective, and the reason I can say this is because this is what I've nurtured, and this is this is what's worked for me. This is what I believe would work and will work, is we all have a role to play in our friendship groups. Now, we can sit there and I can say, oh, fucking hell, he's, he's committed suicide. Why didn't he just fucking call me? Why didn't he just ring me? I'm, I was there for him. That doesn't matter. I'm not going to call you. I'm in a negative space. I don't want to talk to anybody. It's really easy to say that. I have a platform where I have spoken because it helps me. Now, I sit here for roughly an hour and I talk to a fucking microphone and I watch a line go up and down on a fucking screen that tells me I'm talking. As far as I'm concerned, this is a crazy version of therapy. I'm talking to myself. That's what I'm doing to help me. But what can you do? What can... No, if I hadn't have... 
if you hadn't have heard me, and this is people that have listened to me, if you hadn't have heard what I have gone through, and I have friends that listen to me, would you have known what I'm going through? Could you hand on heart say that you knew what I'd gone through at any of those points? No, you cannot. And I can tell you now you cannot. And I, I say this in a positive sense, and it's going to sound negative, so bear with me, but I worked with my best friend for seven years in a slump of depression. I suicide attempted twice in that time. I'd had numerous incidents. I didn't want to be there. I turned into a practical alcoholic. Did he notice? No. Why? Because I didn't let him. I put on my mask. It is so easy to sit there and say, why didn't that person call me? Why didn't he call me? Dave, why the fuck didn't you call me? Bill, why didn't you call me? Do you know, it's so easy to say that. The reality, the reality is that's not going to happen. So what do we need to do? What do we need to do? James, what do we need to do? And we will perk our ears up. Shit, what are we going to do? What can you do? What you can do is you can look out for your friends. You can look out for those people. Even if that person that you've heard about, and I know I've had numerous, I've since since I started this podcast, I've spoken to five people very local to me that have had men that com commit suicide. I've had a, a friend and I've had people that have spoke to me on the on my estate through through friendship groups. And all of them have had either financial difficulties or relationship difficulties or insecurity difficulties is what they've had and they've not spoken out about it why because are you going to talk about those three issues with anybody am i going to sit there and talk about my finance issues mate i'm in the shit no you're not going to talk in detail but i've been there i've spent fucking thousands on depression thousands on depression and that's the easiest way of saying it if someone's fucking sad they spend money thrivelously relationship problems had them gone fucking nuts over it insecurity issues every fucking day do i talk to people no because what do they tell me they'll either say fuck off chubby there's nothing wrong with you or they'll say nothing wrong with you buddy you're fine okay but that's not what my brain's telling me finance issues no mate we'll get out of it don't worry we'll get out of it there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel is there because at the moment it's dark and that's what i say and that's what i see relationship troubles don't worry mate plenty more fish in the sea i'll oh, fuck off you're better than her mate or oh, fucking hell you were punching anyway mate all these lines pop out is anyone going to sit down and go dude what's up well do you know what mate i'm not fucking performing i've something wrong with me i've had i've had a friend of mine tell me that talk to me and i've spoken openly depression deprives you of testosterone testosterone is what drives your fucking hard-ons if you're not getting a hard-on, you're not a fucking man. And that's what happens. You get sad. There is no easy way to describe mental health. It's a fucking wealth of negativity. If you allow it, it will consume you. It will control you. It will bang a fog in front of your face. It will fucking turn the lights out before you even know it. It doesn't pick a moment. It just does it. I had a fucking absolute fucking meltdown yesterday because... A friend of mine, I thought, had chucked me under the bus sewing at work. And it fucking wrecked me. 
literally wrecked me because I was like, why would that person do that? We're friends. I literally spoke about this person on a podcast a couple of days ago saying how I fucking truly privileged I feel to have a great friend and a great colleague. And then I find out indirectly that I thought I'd been chucked under the bus. I now find out as well, so I'd had that fucking night of turmoil where I was like, fucking what's the point? You can't trust anyone these days. And then I started questioning something as little as that. One one email that came to me unnecessarily, as we found out, as we've later found out, the, the person who wrote the email put the wrong name in. But it was linked to something that was quite negative to me personally, basically saying I hadn't done my job um, and basically said I looked like I looked like I was incompetent. And that's one thing I'm fucking not. I'm not incompetent. I fucking know my job and I do my job. I'm passionate about my fucking job. So that was what threw me. And then I find out that it was completely wrong. Now, why do we look at that? We can analyse that and go, well, did my boss do it on purpose? But what the fallout was, that whole evening, I was like, what a fucking arsehole. I went to my friends and went, am I, am I overreacting? Is this a dick move? Should this have happened? But that affected me and I didn't sleep well. Such little things, when you've got mental health problems, little things affect you. That normal people will shrug off. Normal people, normal people would have gone, fuck it, I don't really give a fuck if they did that. Crack on, mate. I don't give a fuck, I'm getting paid. But that's not how I see it, because I see it as a personal vendetta against my own personality. What are you talking about? Do you see what I mean? Little things can affect you. And that was indirectly. But it ruined my evening and, and almost could have fucking scuppered a friendship and, a, and made colleagues a very difficult place to be if that had come to fruition. It has been reality. Now, my boss was obviously, I think, in the wrong for even highlighting it. Didn't need to do that. And second of all, wasn't even the fucking situation anyway. But can you see how things... And I shut down and I... And do you know what I did? I reached out to my friends to find out if it was the right thing to do because I've nurtured myself. And like I said, what can we do? What can we do? Before I digress, what you can do is look out for your friends. The thing that I've learned whilst I've gone along on this fucking journey, don't rely on the bloke telling you there's something fucking wrong. That bloke in that fucking negative space is not going to fucking tell you. It's quite fucking rare. If that person, if you'd have spoke to me before I'd done this podcast and really forced myself to manage my mental health and pick myself up and develop myself and understand myself, before I did all that, which has taken the, a block of a, almost two years of hard work, and I've had many fucking ups and downs, and I'm still fucking learning, and I'm still trying to find my feet, I still don't know if I've got a purpose, I still question my own sanity, I still question my own everything i question myself all the time but you know what i've learned through all of this if you're going to sit there and rely on me to tell you i'm in a shit place you're going to be waiting a long fucking time and i'm going to be a very lonely man you need to look out for each other we need to do our part this is why it is based around nurturing the right people around you family friends getting rid of the toxicity Getting in the people that matter. That I looked at my friend last. I, t I used an example. I went and, and you spoke. I, you heard on a podcast. I went into work, saw my friend, and went, "Dude, something not right." I went straight home, messaged him, video messaged him, so it was personal. Dude, what's up? The fuck's going on? And then he opened up back to me because I opened the door for him to walk in. If he'd have come back to me and said, "No, nothing's nothing's fucking wrong, mate," I'd have gone, "No, mate." 
I know that mask, mate. You've got the fucking mask on, buddy. Put the mask off. Talk to me in raw format. If you're not going to fucking talk to me in raw format, then we're going to have a more stern conversation because that's what I do. I, I, am, I am consistent and persistent. They are the fucking great words today. Persistent and consistent. consistent. Remember that because it's, they are two key words for mental health. Consistency and persistence. If you're persistent about managing your mental health, you're persistent about making an effort. If you're consistent at doing it, once you've started and established what works, you will get to a better place. If you're a friend, you need to be consistent and persistent with your friends, your true friends, the one you want to talk about. Step out the fucking door and make a friendship. Nurture that friendship and become the person that notices when they're not happy. Become that person. Then we can start looking at accountability. Then we can start saying what's going on. Then we can start feeding into our friends. You need to pick up that pattern. And a true friend will pick that pattern up very quickly and understand when you're not your normal self. We can all go through fucking life with a pair of fucking horse blinkers on, can't we? And just look at our forward-facing fucking area. Fuck the peripherals, mate. Not interested. What's going on around me? Oh, not, I didn't see shit, mate. Bop, 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 bop. That's what we can do. We can all fucking do that. That's easy life. Yeah, that's easy life. You're, you're going to be a lonely person. You're going to be a not-liked person. And you're going to fucking end up on your own, lonely, at the end. Because you've blocked your fucking blinkers all the time. That's the thing about... This is the what I tried to explain to my friend on the phone. I said to him, look, you can't hold it. You can't hold on to that. You can't hold on to the fact that this, this guy's committed suicide. Even if you've heard that he was loved and he had everyone around him and everybody stood there going, you know, I would have fucking taken a call. I'd have, he, if he'd have fucking told me, I'd have helped him. No. You can't rely on him telling you because he's not in a good place. Life is beating him down. You need to look out for the patterns. You need to look out for the friendships. Is there a problem? Look out for them. If somebody is in financial difficulties, I guarantee their mood swing is going to fucking change. They're going to be snappy. They're going to be angry. They're going to be disappointed at the end of the month when they get paid and they're fucking in negativity all the time. You're going to see that pattern. I don't fucking care. I've been in that pattern. It's whether you want to look out for that pattern. Are you the right friend to look out for that pattern? That's the key part. We can all sit there and say, absolutely. And I, and I fucking hold my hand up to, and, and, I, and I rest in peace to all those people that have not made it, that didn't make the negativity. I, I fucking stand by them because I know what it feels like to be there. It's fucking horrible. And, and the reason I'm talking from experience is it doesn't matter what you say. Now, if you look back at my personality now and you look at my, back at my personality before I had depression and you ask those closest people, was I different over that fucking seven year period, up seven to 11 year period? Every single one of them, including my mum, including my dad, including my sister, who I didn't speak to for fucking six years, including my brother, include anybody you speak to will tell you I was different if they knew me before and now. Have you seen a difference? Yes. Right. So I said this, and I said this to my parents. Did you, was it, do you think I was different then? They said, oh, yeah, we've really seen you fucking excel. Right. Okay. Because I made it through, you can see the difference. But what did you think of me at the time? 
and they were like, oh, you were being a fucking asshole, basically, is what my mum said, in a nice way, because we're br- brutal and open honest. She was like, you've been an asshole. You were just a fucking knob. You just didn't want to be anywhere. It was your way or the highway. You weren't interested in fucking socialising. You didn't fucking like anything. You didn't like anyone. You just wanted to get out. You were fucking constantly sleeping or working. That was your mentality. I was like, oh, okay. Do you see the pattern there? Do you see what I'm doing? Sleeping a lot. I wasn't eating. I was angry. I was bitter. I was negative. I was fucking scrapping. I was drinking. So all of these things we acknowledged. We we stood there and spoke about it. And we acknowledged that was me. But why didn't nobody walk up to me and say, James, what's wrong with you, mate? You're off the fucking rails. Is everything okay? It took me to tell a fucking woman on the phone who was dealing with my fucking um, car crash at the time and gave me an offer over the phone. And I turned around to her and said, she said, well, I said, well, what's the parameters around this offer? Well, that you're fully rehabilitated um, and, and you, you know, you can go back to normal life. You'll get this fucking six grand or whatever it was, fucking lump sum. And I was like, okay. And she said, I said, what do you mean by fully rehabilitated? So we've well, been signed up with the doctor. I was like, no, 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 no. There's something fucking wrong with me, mate. I can tell you now. I'm drinking. I'm not eating. I'm angry. I'm fucking fighting. What the fuck is wrong with me? There's some, And that's what I said to this woman. And she went, do you feel like you need more help then? I was like, yes, I do. And I had 38 fucking therapy session diagnosed with by, by four different fucking psychiatrists with permanent PTSD. So <laughs> it took me to fucking reach out for myself. So if you want to rely on fucking people, the, the, the accountability comes across the board. That's why we need to beat the fucking drum. Bop, 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 bosh. Why are we beating the drum? Because we need people to fucking look out for the signs. The signs are in there. I spoke about the signs. That's what we need to look out for, the signs. If you don't, we're fucked. We need to play a part in this. All men need to play a part in this. We need to do our bit. If we don't, it's going to continue. Because we're relying on this person being beaten. We're relying on beating the drum to get the fucking guy to talk. So we're getting, we're trying to get the guy to completely and utterly change the perception that society has on him. You, if you talk about your fucking mental illness, you're weak. I even had my boss, I told you this a couple of weeks ago. I even had my boss turn around to me and go, why do you talk about your mental health, James? Why do you keep talking about it? I'm like, because it's a part of my fucking life, mate. It affects me. And I want people to acknowledge that. I don't want people to fucking, un- like, I don't want people to modicoddle me, give me less fucking work, anything like that. What I fucking do want is for people to understand me and fucking work with me. But even that person looked at that as a negative about me talking about it. In 2020 fucking three, I'm getting asked why I mention my mental health. And when I say I mention my mental health, I've mentioned it fucking three fucking times in the last two years. One was at a fucking uh, um, a, a, a virtual webinar. One was at a fucking um, a uh, SERP conference. And one was to my managers to tell them that, I have mental health. Cons- I have mental health, ADHD, and PTSD. Just acknowledge it because I'm doing my due diligence and telling you that that might affect my mood one day, or there might be something that's out of character. 
Maybe it's to do with this. So they're the three times I've said it, and there's already a stigma against that. Why do you mention it, James? Do you see what I mean? So if we're relying on this guy to go against the perception of fucking life and, and society where men can't do this, men have got new icks every fucking day, you've got to perform, you've got to fucking have, you know, morals and standards and earn good money and have a fucking house over the head and make sure that money comes in, feed the fucking kids, make sure that money comes in, get the car fucking up and running and keep it repaired, keep that fucking going, get the fucking gardening done, go to work, get promoted so we can have more money so we can go on holidays to come out of your wages do you see what i mean and i'm, I'm using that as a broad spectrum because that's not countable in every single scenario but do you see where it is there's a there is a stigmatism a stigma there's a stigmatism <laughs> that's something in your eye mate there's a stigma surrounding people talking about their mental health so what do we do in the interim well like anything you have to nurture it and i'm starting to nurture it by developing a podcast i'm talking to you open and honestly so that you can get a view that it is okay to talk. But there's other areas we need to work on. Our friendship. Nurture our friends. Look out for our friends. Go out with our friends. Make the effort to, uh, to understand them. If they're a true friend, get to know their personality. And if you get to the point where you don't like that personality at the end of it, fucking toss it off, mate. Not literally. Whee! <laughs> but just move it aside. That friendship ain't for me if it starts becoming negative. See the importance of why we do this all the way through the lives. We have to. It's a continuous effort. It's a journey. Mental health is not picked up and done overnight. You might be the most switched on happiest guy at 30. And then all of a sudden you get fucking married, for instance, or whatever. You have children. And all of a sudden the world, fucking hell, all of my priorities are changed. I used to just make sure I have enough money for beer and, and put a bit of fuel in my car. To go around and fucking see the chickadees, you know what I mean? That's what I that's what I was expecting. Now I've got to do what? I've got to ba buy fucking baby nappies? Do what? Build a bed? Fucking do this, 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 and this? That's when life sometimes kicks you in the ass. Cost of living. How many people are out there now in, in relationships and seeing cost of living crisis go through the roof? I can't afford the fucking food. I can't afford the mortgage. We're going to lose our house. Well, that who's that going to affect? It's going to affect the man because the man normally feels he's got the responsibility to make sure the money comes in. Do you see what I mean? How society pins us down and puts these responsibilities onto us in this shape, in any way, shape or form. And then we wonder why men shut down. You're relying on a person who I guarantee will have shut down, who I guarantee would have put a mask on and put a fucking face, brave face on for the day. And you would have seen him laughing. I laughed and joked. How many? If you ask anyone close to me, what was it like in work? Banter daily. Literally fucking ripping the piss out of people. Doing stupid shit. And then I'd go home. I'd sit in my bed alone. And I'd just dwell on life. And I'd want to fucking not be there. Until the point where I exhausted myself internally. Physically, the strain on my shoulders felt like it held the fucking weight of the world telling people i i just didn't want to be there in in my head and then bosh i'd i'd go to sleep because i drowned myself in cocodamol to fucking drug myself up and that, that's when you can't do it 
you can't always see those signs, but people would have seen those signs. There's days, I know for a fact, if I looked back now when I was at work, those days where my head was banging, I had massive migraines, and I would shut myself away. There's days where I wanted to move the office and just get away from people. There was days where I never spoke to anybody. I just shut myself away. And if you ask people to actually physically reflect with me on what my personality was like, which is what I've done, and I've done that with my parents and gone, did you see the difference? Yeah, okay. If you see the difference now, do you see the difference by you not acknowledging it properly at the time and how that made me feel? By, you, by every day looking at you going, why are you not acknowledging my pain? Can you not see the pain in my eyes? Can you not see the anger, the bitterness? Have you not questioned why I'm like that? And I would remember sitting there, I recall looking at people going, I'm sat round here on my own. Nobody's come round to say, how the fucking devil are you? Should I sit and have a cup of tea with you? And I had that in work for years. People just, because I moved around the offices and I got promoted, I just sat down. And then people just went, you need to take a break, James. All right, mate. I just hid behind a screen. See how easy it is. And that's why you can't blame yourself when we get to this situation. Because there isn't always something you can do. Having that conversation will not always work. We have to develop all areas. We have to want to do it internally, ourselves. And if we can't do that, we have to rely on our friends to notice the difference. Our family, our loved ones. We need them to notice the difference. And then we need to nurture a relationship open enough that we can talk about things like this. Do you see how that isn't going to happen overnight? And it's only right now because people have listened to me fucking smash the drum, bop, 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 <laughs> beat that drum, because they know how easy it is for me to talk. It's easy for me to talk because I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy letting people know that life is fucking shit and sometimes we need to help each other through. You can't always go it alone. But at the same time, I also know that mental health is a motherfucker. It can fucking shut you down. It can rip you of everything. It can rip all of it away and leave you with nothing. Absolutely nothing. And that's the reality of mental health. That's the crux of it. That's the details. Do you see that? Just resonate that. Just reflect on that in your mind. It leaves you with nothing. Because you become past tense. You become the person that is now a memory. And the last memory is always going to be a difficult one if they've committed suicide. So we need to stop that. But the only way we're going to stop that is by reaching out. Letting people know our stories. Letting people know that we're there. Constantly saying, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Let's you know that even if I don't reach out to you, the thought that I know you're there means that you're a true friend. The thought that you've spoke to me on a regular period lets me know I've got a true friend. Because that's ultimately what falls down normally. You push every motherfucker away and nobody asks you why you're being pushed away. And I've done that. I push people away. I can push people away tomorrow and not even batter a fucking eyelid. You can literally just go, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. In fact, to, to offer you an insight... I didn't talk to my sister, and I haven't spoke to my sister for about seven years. I think, well, in the last eight years, I've seen her once, and she lives 20 miles down the road from me. 
because we fell out when I had depression and she was going through her own problems, if you like, her own things at home. And it was such a silly thing to fall over, fall out over. But haven't spoken for fucking that long. And it's gone to the point now where it's almost ridiculous, but it's got to take that person to be brave to go, let's fucking talk. And I've tried and, and both, both, both parties, both teams aren't quite ready, but I'm letting her know that I'm here. And that's what we need to keep doing. We keep, need to keep letting people know that we're here. We need to show our own strength. People that have been through it, that have been through depression, stress, anxiety, dealing with these mental health concerns, you need to beat the drum and let people know. You can beat it. You can win. We can work together. And we can beat this. But it's a team effort. It's a team effort. I'm going to finish actually there. Well, oh, you know me, I'll do my little digression piece, but that's the importance. I wanted to get that message out today. I wanted to, I wanted to fucking hit it home. I wanted to, guess what? Beat the drum, not beat the meat, beat the drum, baby. I wanted to beat the drum. Why? Because it's important. This message is aimed also at people that have felt that and, and, and are going through it, my friend. That there's not much we can do at the moment. What we can do is we can celebrate him. We can celebrate his time. We cannot dwell on the fact that we don't, we no longer have his presence, but we can celebrate his time and we can use that experience to drive, to, to drive the passion to identify this issue. Spread the word. That's what we can do. That's the positive out of this. I talk about positivity all the time. I'm going to finish on a little positive spin, actually. Um, because I've got my good friend, the Nelster. He has been listening to me since day one. He's, he listened to me on my first YouTube videos, and my videos are making a return in the next couple of weeks. And I'm not talking about online sex, so calm down, you hussies. Um, what I mean is my little, I'm going to set a little camera up here and get some, just to elevate my YouTube side of things, so there's a bit more visuals, because I know people like listening to the visuals as well as the words, and that's what I'm committed to. So, um, he's been there right from the start, the Nelster, and I got a positive message. He's acknowledged that a lot of things that he's been trying over the time haven't worked. He, he hasn't stayed committed. Anyway, today is the day. Today, he said to me, James, today is accountability day. And I just want to celebrate the fact that he's acknowledged he needs to stick to his diet, get healthy. He's given himself a fitness regime. We're both linked on our Apple Watches, and I get the old um, notifications that he's done a walk. Fucking proud of him absolutely proud of him and i'm proud of anybody that makes that that change i'm proud of anybody that makes that discovery in themselves and wants to work on themselves i absolutely commend it he is now becoming another ambassador in the movement of letting people know he's had his struggles he's got his own story to tell we spoke about it on a live he's got his own story to tell another guy that's experienced the negativities of hiding behind alcohol and sorrow and now look at him he's on the weight loss train he's on the fitness train he's on the healthy train he is choo-chooing that motherfucker down that road for accountability he's writing it down so he's got an image he's taken a photo of himself now before to watch his journey these are all key things that we talk about because we need a visualization of watching it work to give us the motivation and the drive to continue. So another ambassador has come aboard. 
Another person I hear beating the drum about. What a commendable job. And I want to celebrate that. And I'm going to finish on that as a celebration because I think it's wunderbar. Very, very good. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Thank you for listening to me. I hope you've enjoyed this little midweek treat. Uh, not quite midweek, actually, James. It's Tuesday. So um, this early midweek-ish time of day, I don't know what it's going to be called. Um, little little snippet, little, little segment for you. Just a fucking beast. Let's get in. The summer, we've seen a bit of sun. Let's, let's promote the positivity. And then let's work on work together becoming ambassadors in men's mental health. Okay, let's let's beat that drum and let's drive change. Let's do this. And it starts with accountability, as my friend is doing right now. He's making the changes himself. And what will that do? That will underpin him and provide him with the strength to help others. And it becomes a domino effect. That's the domino effect we're looking at. That's what we want, the domino effect. We want everybody to start going, fucking hell, Dave. Is everything all right, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. You know, yeah. And then fucking dive into it a bit more. Probe the fucker. Find out. Not probe him mainly. Okay, stay back. A lot of sexual fucking connotations in this podcast today. You fruity fuckers. Who's fruity? Clearly me. Anyway, I'm gonna leave it there. Thank you very much. Beat the drum, boys. Not your fucking penis. And I will speak to you soon. Love you. Bye.